This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Which is presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Good afternoon. For Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis. Inflation remains a big concern as we end 2022 and head into the new year. And to talk about it, we welcome Matt Matigan, the CEO of Blue World Asset Managers of Chicago. And of course also home of the Blue World Index. So, Matt, what is the Blue World Index telling you about what to expect in the new year? Well, unfortunately, the index is decidedly negative and continues to slide. Uh, Just a quick recap of the index. We follow eight major categories, uh, over 50 economic reports every month from everything like um, Uh, real estate and retail sales, employment, manufacturing, all of those things. And we boil those down into an index based on the current level, the short-term and long-term trends of those reports to get a, a smoother view of which way the economy is actually headed and the big deal now, like you said, in the, uh, in the opening, there was inflation and uh, inflation, I, I see a lot of stuff out there about how inflation has, quote unquote, peaked. We really can't be certain that's happened. But even if it has, uh, we're not looking for a bell curve here. I, inflation, based on what the Fed is signaling, they expect it to stay elevated all the way through 23, which means interest rates are going to stay high through 23. And this is going to batter an already declining real estate market. And and as residential real estate goes, so goes the economy. Uh, so in in a big nutshell there, that's uh, that's essentially what we're seeing in the index. Well, it sounds like the Blue World Index is signaling kind of a a blues year for the markets and for the economy. But what can you take from the Blue World Index that will help people maybe improve their outlook in 2023? Well, that's a, that's an excellent point. And one we try to make often is that uh, there are opportunities in up markets, down markets, and sideways markets. So this isn't the time to run and hide. It's a time to go out and search of those opportunities that are benefiting you. Know, it's the concept of one man's garbage is another man's gold. And that is always true. There are areas that you can go to in the, in the economy that actually benefit from things like higher interest rates or higher real estate uh, uh, stress. So there, there are opportunities there. Just get together with your advisor, go find them because they are out there. Is this a time when maybe it's best to think long-term and just kind of sit tight and, and, only make changes that you feel are absolutely necessary and 
kind of just look at this the long term? Or what's the best approach for dealing with your balance in your portfolio and, and your investments and such in a market like this? Well, our approach is uh, there the portfolio, we don't construct portfolios from the all or nothing point of view. There is a segment of the portfolio that right now is absolutely best suited to stand pat, stay put, don't change a lot that you don't have to. But the portfolio covers a spectrum to where on the other end of the spectrum, the the, the smaller percentage area of the portfolio, uh, go out and look for those kinds of opportunities that we were just talking about a minute ago where you can actually make some fairly aggressive changes. But again, it's for a segment of the portfolio, not the entire portfolio. And what do you think is the biggest mistake that investors make in market conditions like this? Oh, that's easy. Panic sell. Don't sell when the market is tanking. Uh, We see people do that uh, day in and day out. People are just taking money out of the market because They've already lost substantial value, and they're afraid they're going to lose more. So they end up pulling out at just the worst possible time. If, if you are going to do anything right now, uh, it, whatever else you do, don't panic sell. Markets move in cycles. We're in a down cycle. It will turn. It always has. It always will but there are times like now where it takes a little more intestinal fortitude to ride it out and believe that. Well, it's always good in conditions like this to get some true blue advice, and that's why we brought in Matt Matigan, the CEO of Blue World Asset Managers in Chicago and the home of the Blue World Index, too. Give us a look at this year, what to expect next year, and maybe the best way to approach 2023 from an investment perspective. Coming up, a look at some high-yielding stocks that draw investors' attention on the final trading day of the year. Investing 60 minutes each weekday for planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The stock-picking strategy Dogs of Dow has outperformed the border market in 2022. I would guess that's maybe the broader market. And joining us to explain is Chuck Carlson, the CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter in Hammond and also author of Winning with the Dow's Losers. So you think the term dogs of the Dow, Chuck, and you're thinking, no, that doesn't sound so great, but maybe in this case, dog is an investor's best friend, huh? It has been an investor's best friend in 2022. The the dogs of the Dow strategy, in a nutshell, focuses on buying the highest dividend-yielding stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average at the beginning of the year and holding them for the year and then rebounding going into the year. Typically, you own the 10 highest-yielding stocks, and that strategy in 2022 proved to be profitable, which is something you can't say for virtually a lot of other strategies out there. The, The dogs in 2022 look like, depending on what happens today, they'll be up maybe about 1% to 2% as a group for the year versus, you know, a Dow Jones Industrial Average that's down 6 7%, and an S&P 500 that's down significantly more. It's a strategy that tends to work best in market periods where, A, value is beating growth, which we saw in 2022, and, B, 
dividend-paying stocks are beating non-dividend-paying stocks, which we also saw in 2022. So if you think those trends are going to hold going into 2023, then it is a strategy that you, you should pay attention to going into 2023. So give me some examples of the dogs of the Dow. Well, right now, uh, the the, the uh, stocks that look like they'll be in the dogs going into 2023 uh, represent the Verizon Communications, Intel, Dow, Walgreens Boots, 3M, IBM, Amgen, Cisco Systems, Chevron, and J.P. Morgan. Those are the 10 stocks right now. Uh, depending on what happens today, you may see a little shuffling at the very, very bottom of that list. But right now, those are the 10. And what's pretty appealing is, as a group, and uh, with equal weight investments in each of those, the dividend yields about 4.5% going into 2023, which is more than double the dividend on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So in a, in a, that's a pretty attractive cash flow that you're going to get going into 2023. And, and the aim is that these are still pretty decent values based on P.E. ratios, et cetera. And again, if you think value is going to be growth and dividend payers are going to be non-dividend payers, this is a, a very simple way to play that strategy. Chuck, why should people check the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter as they get ready to plan their investment strategy for 2023? Well, I think, you know, in addition to, you know, recommendations the newsletter makes, I think it's important for investors to understand what side of the primary trend of the market uh, that the Dow Theory is on right now, and that continues to be on the bearish side of the, of the, the, the primary trend. Uh, that could change in 2023. I hope it does change in 2023. But, um, you know, as it is right now going into 2023, that is still a bear market under the Dow theory. And investors should probably reflect that in some way in their investment program, whether that's maybe holding a little bit higher elevated levels of cash, uh, maybe taking some profits off the table in stocks that have done well for them. Um, but in any event, you know, at least the first half of the year, um, the Dow theory is indicating that it probably could be a little bit choppy and a, and a bit of a continuation of what we saw in 2022. That's Chuck Carlson, the CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. He's also the author of Winning with the Dow's Losers. So who else would be better to talk to about dogs of the Dow that turn out to be best in show in some cases? Up next, we'll look at whether there could be a comeback next year for crypto. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, it's been a challenging year for the crypto markets, which poses the question, what will next year hold for them? And here to provide a forecast for Bitcoin and crypto at large is Bill Uliveri, the owner of Senegal Capital Management in Glenview. And Bill, I guess you could say a million dollar question when it comes to crypto is, will, for example, Bitcoin ever rebound to the point where maybe it becomes a million-dollar Bitcoin. And I wonder if maybe you have any insight on when that might be and why. Well, there's, if, you, if you take a typical commodity model, forecasting model for corn, wheat, soybeans, cattle, gold, silver, and apply it to Bitcoin, Bitcoin's predicted forecasted value on July 4th, 2025 is $1,044,000 per token. Now, I know that seems crazy. I know it seems outrageous, but everything that's happened in 2022 has been crazy and outrageous. And I honestly, I honestly felt a little bit shy to make such a bold prediction 
until the $1.7 trillion budget was passed uh, today. That means we're going to be spending over $2 trillion in the next calendar year of the U.S. government. I mean, is it really that outrageous to think that a fixed asset like Bitcoin that has 21 million total tokens in existence, only 1.9 million left, 1.9 million Bitcoin left to compete with $2 trillion doesn't seem like such a stretch for me. So let's, I mean, let's see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm actually more and more encouraged and more and more positive and optimistic every single day that goes by, Jim. Is that pretty much true across the board with crypto or is this more Bitcoin specific? This is Bitcoin specific. I mean, every single cryptocurrency, and there are thousands upon thousands of them, each have their own economic model. Bitcoin from the very start, going back to 2009, was designed to be a deflationary currency, a, de a deflationary form of digital cash. And contrast that with the U.S. government is that it can just print money whenever you want, right? The, the denominator keeps getting bigger and bigger, which means the number keeps getting smaller and smaller. So the new, the new thing going around the Bitcoin community is take your net worth, divide it by a total of 21 million Bitcoins, and that's the fixed supply. Divide it by an infinite money supply of the U.S. dollar and other global currencies, and you'll see what happens to the value of your currency. The bigger the denominator, the smaller the number. So I feel confident that anybody, whether they buy a 2 3 4% net worth you know, position in Bitcoin, I think it's a hedge against inflation and a, a government that's perhaps lost its way with uh, monetary policy globally. So I'm not just not going to pick on the U.S., but globally. And Bill, a little more on what you are advising people to do in terms of their crypto strategy in 2023. Well, the crypto strategy is that we are including, like I said, three to five percent of a position in Bitcoin in, in our, in across our 60, 40 or 70, 30 portfolio. We have high dividend paying exchange traded funds earning between four and a half and six and a half percent. We have regular ETFs like SPY and QQQ. But a 3 to 4% position in Bitcoin is not going to derail anybody's retirement plan. And if by 2025, this forecast is correct, as it has been since 2009, the returns to a portfolio are going to be astronomical. And all I'm asking, I'm not, I'm not advising, I'm just suggesting. My own clients, I had this conversation throughout the course of a year, so I really can't do it in a two or three minute soundbite. But I think that this is a great non-correlated asset that's being more and more recognized and, and understood and appreciated globally uh, by people who are suffering from an out-of-control monetary policy. That's Bill Uliveri, the owner of Seneca Capital Management out of Glenview. Bill, thanks for all of your insight into the wild and crazy. And it sounds like, if your prediction is correct, potentially profitable world of crypto in 2023. Always great to talk with you. Check Bill's website out at SenecaCapital.com. Still ahead on Entrepreneur Friday, we'll get some advice for anyone thinking about opening a restaurant or bar next year. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. And it's presented by the Village of Bedford Park. For Rob Hart, I'm Jim Goodis, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Chicago police announced safety plans for New Year's Eve celebrations. A suspect in the killings of four slain Idaho students has been arrested in eastern Pennsylvania. On Entrepreneur Friday, we'll get some advice for anyone thinking about opening a restaurant or bar in the new year. Plus, an industry expert will examine the outlook for oil prices in 2023. 
Right now on Wall Street, the Dow is down 292 points, the S&P 500 down 39, and the Nasdaq is down 117 points. AccuWeather says a cloudy afternoon. We'll stay in the upper 30s for a high. Off and on rain in northwest Indiana tonight. Again, off and on rain in northwest Indiana. And we'll have a low of about 28 under cloudy skies tonight. Right now, it's cloudy and 38 at O'Hare at 1231. Chicago police have outlined public safety plans ahead of New Year's Eve celebrations tomorrow night. Police Superintendent David Brown describes some of the precautions the city is taking to ring in the new year. We're ready uh, for New Year's Eve and all the celebrations taking place across the city. Chicago Police Department will deploy an extra 1,300 police officers to ensure our neighborhoods and high traffic areas are covered. Chicago's Office of Emergency Management and Communications is asking people to report any suspicious activity they may see to 911. In addition, the CTA will offer free bus and train rides from 10 tomorrow night until 4 Sunday morning, so revelers are encouraged to use public transit, especially if they planned to be drinking. Law enforcement officials in Pennsylvania say an arrest has been made in connection with the killings of four University of Idaho students. They were found stabbed to death in a rental home near campus on November 13th. Former FBI Special Agent Tracy Walter says... I don't think that this was a a killing where the person was intimately familiar with the victims, you know, sort of in their inner circle, but it may have been someone that they came into contact with at some point. Or we could be looking at a sort of a, a crime of opportunity of someone that perhaps had been violent before and exhibited violent tendencies before, but wasn't known to law enforcement. Police in Moscow, Idaho, say that after asking the public for help finding a white sedan that was seen near the home, they were inundated with tips. They're expected to release more information during a news conference this afternoon. And stay with News Radio WBBM. As soon as those details become available, we'll bring them to you. It's 1233. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 
information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, markets are lower on this final trading day of the year, and we're joined by Gary Kaltbaum, the president of Kaltbaum Capital Management in Orlando. And you'll want to check out Gary's website at GaryK.com. So I guess, Gary, we're kind of ending the year on Wall Street with a downturn similar to those awful temperatures you had a week ago or so. Yeah, we started bad this year and uh, looks like we're ending bad this year. Uh, Just to simplify things for all your listeners, the cost of everything went up throughout the year, which means asset prices are going to come down throughout the year. Whether it was oil prices, interest rates on the short end all the way to the long end, uh, or things you buy in the food in the supermarket uh, has a direct impact on earnings and on revenues and on valuations, which come down because. And hopefully that that changes as we head into the new year. But as of this second, uh, I have not much good to report. Gary, is there anything really at this point that you can say positively about next year, or is it is it just too soon to say, or is it is it still going to be challenging in the new year? Uh, not necessarily the next year, but I'll I will give. Uh, the listeners, the most optimistic point uh, out there, and, it's, and it is a guarantee, 100% of every bear market throughout history have ended and led to new bull markets 100% of the time. So we're going to get one. It's just a matter of when. Uh, I let the market decide right now. It's still deciding uh, the bad way right now because there's still plenty of things to work out. Uh, but eventually, capitalism wins out. Uh, American people and their ingenuity and and their persistence and their hard work and be able to create new jobs, new companies, new services, new products win out. So I am 100% sure that will come. It just is not here yet. Gary, is that the problem that a lot of people do is they get out at a time like this when if they just hung around, you know, they're not going to get their money back if they get out. But if they if they hang around and wait, you know, the As you say, history has shown that uh, these things do turn around, and eventually, if you're patient, you'll get your money back at some point. Well, we've been out all year, so we're we're in good position. It's very tough to tell people, because just remember, uh, money is not just physical, it's emotional. And I always tell people, think about their own sleep indicator. If you're not sleeping well at night, that probably means you own too much in the market, and you may want to adjust based on how you feel. Uh, and you never, the, the other part of the equation, you never know what's going to come back and what's not. You have some stalwart stocks like Facebook and Tesla down 70% from the highs. So it, it's very tough to say, but in the long run, when all is said and done, I do believe the markets will win out. I do believe capitalism will win, win out. The problem is you don't know if we're going to go lower first or even much lower. Just remember, we had a 56% drop in 08. And back in 2000, the Nasdaq was dropped. That dropped 80 percent before it turns up. So uh, timing is everything. Uh, all I can just tell everybody right now: the market's still under pressure and probably goes lower into the first part of next year. That's Gary Kaltbaum, the president of Kaltbaum Capital Management in Orlando. You want to check out Gary's website at GaryK.com, and want to wish you, Gary, a happy new year and thank you for all of your great contributions during 2022. And as it sounds like we're going to need your help in 2023 as well. So we appreciate your being here for us. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 
On this Entrepreneur Friday, the idea of opening a new restaurant might be appealing for more than one reason, but there are some important things to consider first. And joining us to talk about those is Izzy Karish, the president of Hospitality Works, also known as the restaurant coach here in Chicago. Okay, coach, I'm ready to start a restaurant or a bar. What do I need to do to make my establishment as successful as possible, especially in in these days with these conditions? Well, opening a restaurant is always hard. And, and we have a saying in my company, which is if a restaurant is going to fail, it fails six months to a year before you ever open. So all the mistakes that, uh, re, you know, have a restaurant closed are things they could have changed while they were thinking about opening a restaurant. So things like choosing the right location, making sure that you know, your location is going to bring you the customers and the money you need to be successful, or uh, also making sure to do a thorough business plan so that you can understand what that investment is going to be. You know, many times people come to us and they say, well, I'm, I'm going to invest $200,000 and open a restaurant, when the reality is that restaurant probably is going to cost closer to a million dollars. So uh, at number one, do your homework. A restaurant is always a good investment if you do the numbers first. Is it something, too, you mentioned the fact that people sometimes underestimate what they're going to have to invest in this. Is it also something where, you know, people have to really sit down maybe with someone like yourself, like the restaurant coach, to kind of at least, if nothing else, get a sense of, okay, it's not just a matter of what I want to do. It's how I'm going to do it, and do I have the resources to do it? Because you may think you do, and then maybe you just need someone like uh, an outside expert such as you, Izzy, to kind of say, okay, but have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? Yeah, so we do that. You know, we put together a business plan with our customers, and we say, you know, this is the way to really understand what it's going to take. And about it's it's a 50-50 roll of the dice for us. What happens is, Uh, Half the time people look at it and say, oh, my God, I didn't realize it was going to cost me that much money. And they opt out. But I'd rather have them opt out then than invest the money and keep throwing money into that uh, particular hole. And uh, sometimes, as you said at the top of the show, uh, are you, you know, looking to open up a business? And sometimes our customers who realize that they don't have the money to open up a restaurant, will then go out and look for some other kind of franchise that will be within their, uh, you know, financial reach and they're part of an organization that will help bring them business. You talked about things like location and having sufficient capital and having a business plan. What else will help you increase the chances that if you decide to start a restaurant or a bar or some other factor in the hospitality industry, that's going to make you a success right now? Well, I think, uh, you know, again, I I often recommend to my clients who have never been in the business but want to open a restaurant is, you know, delay your project six months and go to work at a restaurant. Because one of the things that people don't realize is a restaurant is not a nine to five job. Unless, of course, you're talking nine in the morning till five in the morning, because there are days that are just overwhelming. So uh, you want to make sure you have all your ducks in a row and then be prepared to, uh, you know, be in that restaurant for a very long time until it really gets on its feet. Is it one of those things, Izzy, where people go into it saying, oh, I can handle it, or, you know, my brother and I, or my sister and I, or my 
wife and I can handle this. And then they realize not only they think they've hired enough people, but then they realize, oh, my gosh, we're, we're nowhere near what we need to be. Yeah, and those are, uh, you know, those are adjustments you have to make uh, afterwards. And uh, it can be a little hard, especially if that adjustment means, hey, we need to hire more people. This is a very tough environment uh, to hire people. But that's why I say, you know, you want to make sure to do your homework up front, try to think of all of those things. And also, uh, as you're saying, you know, plan for uh, good news. It's very possible your restaurant can be much busier than you expected. And um, uh, you want to be prepared you know, for that outcome as well. Izzy, who should be thinking about maybe opening a restaurant or a bar right now? Uh, well, I've had a lot of calls from people who have, you know, changed careers over the, you know, since COVID and are looking to do something different and uh, no longer want to work for the big companies. They want to be in control of their own lives. So my recommendation is if you want to do that, it's great. Restaurants can be a great investment if you're organized. And if you've never been in the business, I would start looking for an excellent chef or an excellent manager to, uh, you know, potentially partner with in the future so that they become part of it. And you have somebody who understands the business who's going to put in those hours and the learning curve for you will be much less. But anybody who's interested in being an independent operator you know, it's not it's not impossible, but it does take a little bit of work. That's Izzy Karish, the president of Hospitality Works, also known as the restaurant coach here in Chicago. Izzy, it's been great to have you on the WBBM Noon Business Hour menu in 2022. And we look forward to talking with you in the new year about things like, should you open a restaurant or a bar? Still to come, a look at what might lay ahead for oil and gas prices in 2023. It's 60 minutes of financial planning. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Russian oil exports, the risk of global recession expected just a couple of key drivers for oil prices in 2023. And to give us more insight, we're joined by Phil Flynn, the senior market analyst at Price Group and Fox Business News contributor here in Chicago. So, Phil, what's your thoughts about what we should expect in the energy sector in the new year? Happy New Year. Um, and if you thought last year was exciting, Jim, you better buckle up. Oh, really? I think we're going to have another barn burner next year. And it's it's really going to be a war between supply and demand. And, and I think right now, if you look in the next year, we expect demand is going to continue to be stronger than people think it's going to be. And and I think supplies are going to be tighter than people think it's going to be. So I'm, I'm ready for a lot of volatility. So, you know, get your seatbelt in, tighten up, tighten up the belt because it's going to be a wild ride. All right. Let's talk about the two biggies, oil and natural gas. What are you seeing in those areas? Mm-hmm. I think that oil is going to go back above $100 a barrel, Jim. I really do. And the main reason is because China is going to reopen their economy from the COVID lockdown. I think that could add as much as two to four million barrels a a day of demand, maybe two to three million barrels uh, more realistically. And the world doesn't have that much extra oil laying around, right? You know, the only reason we've seen oil inventories actually be adequate at all 
uh, is because we've released a whole bunch of oil from the strategic reserve, and that's going to come to an end. And without that extra oil, I think that the supplies are going to be tight, and that's going to drive those prices higher. Natural gas, well, the government wants to make it more expensive, right? Uh, the uh, uh, Biden administration just signed a $1.7 trillion spending bill that includes a big tax on natural gas. So that means that those prices, uh, which are a little bit low right now, will start edging back up in the new year. I guess one question, Phil, and I don't know whether this is something that you can answer, is that if we do see China rebound as they come out of their COVID restrictions, would that be enough to make up for, say, uh, a recession in the U.S. and the West? I think it would be from an oil demand viewpoint. And I think people forget, you know, that recession demand destruction isn't as bad as people think it is. You know, they compare, you know, the slowdown in demand to a breakdown like 2008 or the COVID shutdown. But if you look at historically, the drop in demand from a recession is usually about 2 million barrels a day. So if China reopens, any demand loss from the recession is going to be made up by the reopening in China. So what do you think the energy headline or headlines are going to be a year from today as we get ready to say goodbye to 2023 and head into 2024? What do you think they might be? Uh, U.S. voters are mad that gasoline prices are back above $4 a gallon. So I think you're going to see a lot of angry. Listen, the Biden administration is going to be running out of bullets and, and you know, they were able to you know, calm down Americans with a little bit of a drop in gasoline prices. But I think next year, it's going to be a lot harder to keep those prices under control. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on politicians uh, to change their energy policies because it's going to be costing Americans a lot of money in the new year. Right. Well, one thing we're never going to change is our conversations with Phil Flynn, the senior market analyst at Price Group and a Fox Business News coordinator and contributor here in Chicago. And Phil, thanks for all of your great advice and great insight in 2022. And it sounds like we're going to need to call you quite a bit in 2023. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 